Hey friends, thanks for listening in on Winning It with the Home Team podcast. I'm Katrina Parlin. And I'm Todd Murphy. And we're here to talk about all the things parents muddle through in regards to youth sports and how ultimately it's your home team that wins. We know parenting is one of life's ultimate gifts and challenges. On the Winning It with the Home Team, we discuss those gifts and challenges and talk about the complexities of raising kids and youth sports in such a way that is life-giving. Because after all, we are all rooting for the home team to win. This week's Lasso Works Cedar Coach of the Week is actually two coaches from the same team, Jacob and Noah Roach from the third grade Aztecs. These guys are doing a phenomenal job. Even though they're still in school themselves, they're coaching this Aztecs team just a great, great job. Every week it seems like someone remarks on what a great job they're doing with their kids. They are fantastic. Guys, keep doing what you do for your participation in the league and what you did this week. You are our coaches of the week. This week's LC Sports and Recreation Player of the Week goes to Colby Hayes from the second grade Pirates. The team was talking about sportsmanship during practice and Coach Gonzalez witnessed her engage other players on the team in a positive and supportive manner. Not only that, but Colby also scored her first two buckets in this week's game. Good job, Colby. You are the LC Sports Recreation Player of the Week. Keep up the good work. All right, welcome to week four of our podcast, uh, Rolling Along. Um, Last week, you guys got to hear from uh, the Duns. I love the Duns. They are so good, right? Yep. I really enjoyed uh, visiting with them. Um, They're just good people. Yeah, and I think uh, that's a lot of what we're trying to do is just get, I mean, like we've said a million times, we don't know all the answers and having other people that they were really, you know what? really struck me about them is the humility that they have. Exactly. And we didn't really yeah. get into it, but how many state championships has the wrestling team won uh, at Martin? Like, it's crazy. I mean, I'll tell you more than a couple yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Pat Dunn didn't mention that, but no. yeah, he, he's a state champion, a multiple state champion. Yeah. So we really enjoyed them being here. And so this week we're moving on. Um, we're going to talk about a topic that, Man, this one really kind of hits home. Uh, it's about sacrifice um, and what kind of sacrifices we're making. And and we we hear the term sacrifice in sports all the time, right? We if if you're watching an NFL game on Sunday, uh, you know you're going to hear the word sacrifice. Somebody sacrifices their body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you sacrifice for training. You give up stuff. You have to right. eat differently and train. And uh, so there's right. a lot of an aspect of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. so the word sacrifice is synonymous with sports. Um, but where we don't often think about sacrifice is what kind of sacrifices are we making at home? Yeah. Right. And so uh, this week we want to really dive into that. Um, and there's going to be some ouch moments. Uh, when we talk about it this week, because yeah. we don't emphasize it enough, so I'll, I'll but start. But it's, it's all—I mean, it's there. Like yeah. if you play youth sports, if you yeah. play uh, even at the competitive level, club, um, it's—it's there. The sacrifice that sports has—it's there, and mm-hmm. it's evident. Mm-hmm. Right. So, how do you how do you do it? Like, uh, what kind of sacrifices do you make at home? Uh, because you're very successful in what it is that you do. Um, you make an impact on families' lives all the time, but are there sacrifices you have to make at home for that? 
Yeah, you know, Rhonda Dunn mentioned mentioned a term this last episode. Uh, she mentioned the term um, a tradition of success, <laughs> and she also mentioned how you know to keep up with that tradition of success. You know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that if she mentioned you know if there's pressure or not, but there is. You know, anytime you have a tradition of success, you're expected to hit that you know, a little bit more each season, you know, right. go higher and, and, you know, beat goals and, you know, all those things. Um, you know, luckily I have a four and a half year old, so I don't know that, um, that I'm there as far as youth sports, but just in the entity of the LC sports and rec, um, I would say, you know, I've, I've been there for, uh, for 16 years. I started when I was just six years old, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the, the way that sacrifice looks for me, um, is, is it, it honestly, it, it cuts into family time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try, um, I want things to be good. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other way around it. I want it to be good. I want, right. I want to, I want to, I want to impact families in a positive way. And I'm serious about, about the goal of, uh, you know, of sports. Like I want every single kid to have a positive sports experience. Mm. And, and on my part, that takes, on our part, it, it takes a tremendous amount of, of planning. It takes a tremendous amount of communication, mm-hmm. um, you know, as well as, you know, the excellence in, in execution. And, you know, I'll be honest, um, you know, these, these past, you know, two or three or four weeks, like, the to-do list never ends. Yeah. It never yeah. ends. Correct. You know, Todd <laughs> Todd and, and Kelly and I, we have uh, an ongoing, you know, uh, the app in your phone, the, the notes app. Right. Where you can, you know, create to-do lists. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think Kelly, what, what did Kelly call me last week? Uh, she called me, um, oh, oh, what did she call me? She called me a, a T-shirt. Um, sweatshop. Oh, that's right. We're yeah. Working yeah. Katrina's Katrina sweatshop. sweatshop. Yeah. Because <laughs> the to do list just keeps getting longer and longer. There's never any end. Yeah. 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 Right. And, you know, I, I laughed about that. Um, but, you know, I, I hope that Kelly doesn't think that, you know, <laughs> I hope that you no. guys don't think no, that no. you're working for a sweatshop. But, you know, excellence does require. Uh, a lot of work, yeah. right? Especially, yeah. you know, if you're dealing with, you know, 300 plus kids right? Um, and, you know, however many families that, that that equates to. So for me, back to your question, um, it comes down with with missed time with my family. Mm. Um, you know, I'm up here on Saturday. And guys, I'm not tooting my own horn. Like <laughs> I, I love my job, right? Like yeah. I hesitate to even answer this question yeah. because I don't want you to come up to me on Saturday and like pat me on the back and say like, good job. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't right. need a pat on the back. Yeah. I enjoy what I do um, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I have the best job um, in the entire world. Um, but it does come at the expense of some family time, right? Um, so like, for instance, on Saturday, you know, I'm there for a long amount of time. Uh, but the best part of my day was when Dean came up and he refed a game with me. Um, and then Taya was there too. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we took a picture, I think I showed it to you, where Dean and I were in our, our ref uh, you know, jerseys or shirts or whatever. And, and Taya comes up and, you know, kind of puts her arms <laughs> yeah, you know, right around us. And, yeah. and to me, that was the daymaker right yeah. there. That right. was the daymaker. Um, so yeah, there's an element of perfectionism, mm-hmm. 
um, that I have to keep in check, knowing that I'm not I'm not perfect, nor is this basketball league perfect by right. any means. Right. Um, but but I do strive for excellence. Yeah, and I, I'm the same way. You know, my wife came up on Saturday because you're right. Our game days are what 12, 13 hour days, and my wife comes up. Uh, to Oak Ridge where we're playing games and she's like, hey, I brought you a peanut butter sandwich and an <laughs> apple, you know, and I'm like, because she says, she's like, this may be the only time I get to see you this weekend and and she's right. Um, and so it it hits home and this is where, uh, this is where it's going to start to be one of those ouch moments, um, especially for me personally because, man, when you talk about sacrifice, I think of it in terms of you know, cuts of meat and you're trimming off that fat, right? That's a good sacrifice because you're, you're trying to get the right cut of meat that you want. Um, but sacrifice can go the opposite direction where you're sacrificing, where you're Mm -hmm. keeping the fat, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and you have to identify what's my priority. Um, with family, that is so crucial. Um, and I'll tell on myself, I'll tell a quick story. Um, when, when I was working night shift and you know, we worked 12 hour shifts. I was working nights and I would get off at seven, seven thirty in the morning. Um, and I would come home and I would go to sleep because I was just dead on my feet. I was tired and I would go to sleep. Amy would get the kids up and they would go to church, uh, at 10 o'clock. And I did not get up to go to church with them. But what I did get up for is the noon kickoff, uh, for the first NFL game of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so my priority became, being on the couch watching the game at noon rather than, you know, being with my family at church. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, you know, a couple hours difference. I, right. I you know, there were times when I, I stayed up all the way through, mm-hmm. but the majority of the time I sacrificed the time with my family yeah. for something that didn't matter at yeah. all. Yeah. And that, that was, oh man, that yeah. I feel terrible about that now looking yeah. back on it. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, we talk about youth sports and the sacrifice that it lends uh, to families. Listen, youth sports, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sports mm-hmm. provides a lot of, of valuable lessons that kids can have. Yeah. Discipline, yeah. hard work, uh, you know, never giving up. Um, it teaches you how to take failures, or hopefully it teaches that. Right. Um, it also teaches you how to handle success, mm-hmm. you know, and still work hard. So we are pro sports. Obviously, since we have our jobs, we're, right. we're, we're pro right. sports yeah. for sure. Um, but nevertheless, youth sports in 2022 was a $37.5 billion industry. Yeah. And Todd, I know that you have, uh, you've got Macy, who's a ballerina, and, and now Colin, who's a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that sacrifice that sports can have on the family is significant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, talk a little bit about your experience in how, whether it's baseball or whether it's, um, you know, Macy as a ballerina, talk about that sacrifice that you may or may not had mm-hmm. and then how, how it, how it transpired with your family. Yeah. Um, you guys want to get real. Uh, we're about to get real because uh, we're about to talk about dollars um, and time and things that, that you don't get back, right? Um, so as we've mentioned before, I have five kids. Um, they have different interests. Uh, Macy um, showed an interest early in ballet, um, and it's one of those rare times where interest and aptitude kind of married up. Um, and as she continued to to go on, 
uh, we saw that she was really good and um, she started to get recognized for um, her abilities. And then that slowly kind of chipped away at what our priorities were. Yeah. And so, by this time, how how old was she? So we're talking. When you realized that she had an aptitude, that she was really good at this, how yeah. old w- was she? Uh, I would say probably 10 or so. Yeah. Uh, 10, 11, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty young. And, you know, it, it, it just chipped away at, at what our family said were, were priorities. Now, she was number two. Uh, it's on the pecking order yeah. of of kids. Uh, so we were still pretty young parents uh, at the time. And, you know, we prioritized church and we prioritized family time. Um, and then before you know it, um, when she had that aptitude that started getting discovered, um, you know, sh- she needed to be at, you know, certain locations on Sundays. Right. And so that's where it started and it started chipping away at it. And then, um, you know, she's, she's dancing all over the place. Um, she's going to competitions and then she's dancing in different parts of the country. And before you know it, she's spending summers away, uh, you know, at age 11, 12, uh-huh. um, for two weeks at a time. And then eventually she turns 16 and she moves out, uh, to Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so all along the way, I feel like as a dad, um, we did a pretty good job of reminding our kids of what's important, but we did a terrible job at saying, you know what? you don't have to be at that competition on Sunday. Um, you don't have to win an award at this competition. Um, you don't have to do these things. We need to prioritize our family. And then, you know, having boys that grew up in sports, uh, you know, and 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 don't think that like we've got it figured out now because Colin is a sophomore in high school and he's playing on teams that, that play tournaments on Sundays and, you know, uh, Cy is now playing on teams that, that have tournaments on Sundays. And at some point, you have to get to a place where you say, okay, how much is enough? How much money are we willing to spend on our kids? How much, not on our kids, but to play sports? Um, and at a time when maybe this is not what we are prioritizing. If you're a, a family of faith and you have church on Sundays, uh, are we going to allow our kids to basically miss church for an entire spring, for an entire fall. Yeah, and listen, uh, there there are there are tons of families right yeah. now that yeah. that are that are feeling this, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it's very, um, it, it's here, it's here now, and I think that it, I mean it, you, you know, you and humility acknowledge that like you're in it, like yeah. you are in the same space yep. that we're talking about right now yeah. with with Colin and Cy. You mentioned that, you know, you would tell them you don't have to go to this competition or this baseball tournament. Yet, in reality, you know, we know that, you know, let's talk about commitment and loyalty, mm. right? Because because mm. those are two things that sports lends itself, right? Right. And so, you know, when you sign up for a team and you pay the money yeah. and you're responsible to a coach and, and teammates, right? Like right. two weeks ago, we talked about winning it with teamwork, yeah. right? <laughs> There's a team. Right. Um, you know, and I'm sure that you've got coaches also that are saying, Hey, you know, we, we need you here for, you know, X, Y, and Z reasons, you know, right. whether you're, you know, um, you know, whether you're pitching that game or whether, you know, there will be scouts, you know, at, at some kind of contest. So h- how do you get your kid to realize, um, that, that no, we don't really need to be there. Yes. We've made a commitment. Like that's right. such a tension in my mind Yeah, because we want to teach kids to keep your commitments and stay loyal. But yet at the same time, at what expense are we doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think people respect 
um, when you're true to yourself, right? And and people understand that, and, and it doesn't have to be church. You know, for us, church is a priority, right? But it could be a family vacation that is planned, and you're planning your family vacations around baseball or volleyball or whatever it is. Um, I think people genuinely respect those of of I say us, it's not even really us, but um, I, they respect people who are willing to take a stand and say this is what is important to us. Mm-hmm. And um, more importantly, I think your kids respect that. They may not in the moment. Right. You know, Because they want to play. They want to play. They feel the pressure. Absolutely. Yeah, they want to play because they love the sport. It, right. Yeah. They're, they're passionate about it. Um, but what you have to get them to understand is if you miss one tournament uh, because you have a family vacation planned or because, you know, there's something going on like a camp or something at church that that uh, is important to you. If that's your priority, you have to be willing to stand on that principle. I have seen so many times kids that will miss because of something like that, a vacation or, uh, you know, going to church. I've seen kids skip entire seasons because they don't want to uh, miss church for that, that amount of time. Then they come back and they play the next season and, they don't skip a beat. Yeah. You know, they if they have an yeah. aptitude for it and a talent, Very true. Uh, that's going to be rewarded. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and now there are coaches out there that will give you the guilt trip. You know, you need to, you need to do this. You need to be here. You yeah. need to get better. Yeah. Um, and there's, and it comes from a good place. It does. I mean, it you does. know, from a coach, they want them to play. They want them to provide, you know, that, that continual development of, of their, you know, of their skill. But at the same time, you know, like, would I ask Taya, hey, Taya, what do you want uh, for dinner tonight? Do you want ice cream? No. <laughs> right. Like, but it's right. the same thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, you know, like you, like I have to step up and provide what's best for my kid. Yeah. Um, yes, she likes ice cream and she would eat ice cream for every meal and every mm-hmm. snack. But mm-hmm. is that the right thing? No. Which So do, at what point do you allow Taya to have a voice? Um, in I don't know. Maybe you and Dean have had those conversations. Um but at what point do you allow them to have input into what you're planning to do? Yeah, that I think that, you know, I, I can have an answer now, right now, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it may change, mm-hmm. you know, in two or three or four years, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, as of right now, I see a, a really big benefit in kids playing multiple sports, um, you know, playing soccer, you know, and developing that footwork, which is honestly currently what we're doing, yeah, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, going, you know, to play basketball uh, or to play, you know, baseball or softball and working on that hand-eye coordination and then volleyball. I think that there's just a lot of things that that those sports lend itself to the overall, you know, well-being, you know, mm-hmm. of if she is going to be an athlete, an athlete, mm-hmm. right? So, listen, to some extent, like, I do drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. am I am. It's easy to do. Yeah. I'm a competitor. I, yeah. You know, I love sports mm-hmm. specifically. Um, I love basketball and I love softball uh, and volleyball. And so, um, you know, I think the way that Taya is built, listen, I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. call me a bad parent, right? <laughs> but here it is. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she'll play basketball or maybe she'll play volleyball. Mm-hmm. But back to your question, at what point do I – do I allow her to have input? Um, I think it'll just be based on, you know, her heart and her desire, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, if she wants to, you know, you know, pigeonhole down a path of, uh, of either, you know, a, whatever sport she, you know, she, she loves. Um, I think that I hear her and her mm-hmm. desires, mm-hmm. but then ultimately I think it's my responsibility to make the best decision for her yeah. moving forward. Yeah. I know that we have a lot of families that are really good at, 
you know, just saying to your kid, hey, you get one, like one sport, um, one, right. one season of sports, right. right? Like we're not doing two seasons yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think, I think that there's some wisdom in that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then back to your point, you know, there's been so many families who take an entire season off of club sports because mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe it's a um, summertime and there's family vacations and then there's there's youth, you know, camps and, and you know, all the other stuff that they, you know, see value in. You can do that. Like, yeah. I, I just want to echo that. Like, you can do that. And I promise your kid won't be behind. Right, right. And and don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Like, I, I am not saying that you don't have to practice. You don't have to put in the time. Everybody, anyone who's played a sport sure. knows sure. that if you're going to be good at it, it's going to require exactly. some of that discipline sacrifice. and being that it's sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Right. What I am saying though, is something that look, you know, Colin was at a, at a showcase deal. Um, I don't know, last year. And there were a lot of college coaches there that were talking. And, and one of the things that they said is, look, our program gets 11 and a half scholarships. That's what we have to give. For our program. And how uh, many baseball players are there? Right. In yeah. America? So you're talking about like, <laughs> like even on the team, right? That, that there's what, 30 players or so on a team, right? And you have 11 and a half scholarships to go around for everybody. And if you start doing the math on that, you know, how many kids are out here playing baseball on any given, you know, Saturday or Sunday, uh, you know, it doesn't add up versus how much money are we dumping into private lessons um, tournaments, uh, travel teams, yeah. you know, when you start adding up the dollars, are we offsetting that? Like how much, if you had saved that money, right? could you have sent your child to a prestigious university, yeah, right? Sure, like sure. that's, that's where we get. And I know that that point is exaggerated to a certain degree, but what I am saying is it requires us to step back and say, number one, am I being honest with myself about what level my kid is playing at mm -hmm. right and and that is that is the dirty little secret of of youth sports is we have a lot of parents that will spend 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 and push and push and push their kids and the kids either don't want to or don't have the aptitude for it mm -hmm. um i've had you know one of my kids cole uh, was, you know, he played youth sports and then he decided, you know what? I like the trumpet. Yeah. That's what I like. Uh, I like going to school. I like now he wants to get into the medical, uh, side of things for, um, in college and more power to him. Um, he knew what he wanted. And, and by that time he was our, you know, our third child. And so I realized i I probably should let him be what he wants to be rather than what I want him to be. How hard right? was that? Oh my gosh. You know, growing up and playing sports my whole life. And then you have a son and he tells you, yeah, I really don't want to be uh, a, you know, a football player or whatever. And that's hard. It's hard to, to fathom that. But on the other end of that, you know, going back to Macy, I have seen Kit, now that she's in Orlando and, you know, you know, she made it professionally and, you know, she had an aptitude for it um, and married that up with sacrifice and, and determination. But I have I have seen girls that uh, will come up and ask, hey, or, or parents, hey, how did you get her to that level? You know, what who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to you yeah. know, how where can I go? And and the reality is you're looking at that parent thinking, yeah, your girl doesn't have it. Because uh, I've seen her, but you don't say that, um, and and then you walk away feeling guilty, like, oh, man, 
did I just give them bad advice? You know, um, because the honest truth is if we would just let our kids go where they want to go and do the things that they want to do, they'll probably be happier in the end. And I know all of those girls want to be professional ballerinas, um, but they can't be the same way that my boys are not necessarily going to be professional athletes. You know, they're probably not going to be right there. It's, it's just a numbers game, but yet we are willing to sacrifice the things that are most important. Um, and, and it's hard. It's really hard uh, because now I look at it and, you know, when she moved away, when she was 16, uh, we tried to emphasize church. We tried to emphasize being the Bible, being scripture. Um, we tried to emphasize family time. Now she's moved away and she's hundreds of miles away from us. And I have really no control over whether or not she's getting up and reading her Bible at age 16. Uh, you know, it, it's Philadelphia. There's not a church on every corner like there right. is in Arlington, yeah. Texas. Yeah. And you so gotta find it. you got to yeah. find it. You got to search for it. And the only way that you're going to do that is if you're brought up in that way. But now I have spent how many years letting her go to competitions and money and money yeah, and, and time and energy and, and showing her that it's okay to miss church, to go to these competitions and win. Yeah. It's okay to sacrifice youth camp with your friends uh, to go to you know New York and dance for a couple of weeks, yeah. and so looking back on it, yeah, there are things that I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, because if she had not gone to New York for those two weeks, she just would have been in the same place that she's in now. You think so? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because it's about you know she can still come back uh, after youth camp and get right back into it and and be really good at what she yeah. does because she has the ability to do it. Yeah. And there are kids that are good enough at volleyball or baseball that if they miss, it's okay. Yeah. You know, missing a week is not going to kill them. Right. They're going to come right back into it. And if they have the talent and the ability, they're going to be just fine. Right. They're not, I'm not advocating that you, you know, if they're really good at sports that you walk away for, you know, eight months at a time because no, it's, it's a perishing skill. Right. But the reality is if they have the aptitude for it, they're going to be okay you're going to be okay letting them come to church on a Sunday, right? Right. The part that is hard is the part that you brought up where are you are you hurting your team because you're not showing up? And there is a level there of, of you know, trying to make sure that you're fair to your teammates and being there and to your coaches. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a bigger issue that as a society, we've gotten to the point where nothing is sacred anymore, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So- my question would be, how much is too much? How do you know when it's too much? As, as a family, and, and I have kids playing, like you mentioned earlier, we only have one sport at a time, right? Yeah. Because um, like when I was growing up, you played baseball during baseball season, football during football yeah. season, basketball. Yeah. But it's not like that anymore. And, and now we have all these specialty things. But how much is too much for a kid to, to take on? Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of factors in that. I, th- I think that, you know, you look at, um, you know, you talk about, um, you know, their their skill level, mm-hmm. um, their aptitude, mm-hmm. right? I think uh, age is, is also a factor. So I don't really know that there's this equation, if you will, that says, you know, if, you know, X plus Y equals Z and it's too much or, or anything like that. I had a conversation with, with a family a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, this was uh, this was a family that 
their kid was in the first or second grade. So what's that, like seven or eight years mm-hmm. old, mm-hmm. I think. And um, and uh, like many of our families, uh, they are, you know, they're majority baseball families. Um, and he was telling me how his seven-year-old uh, was actually getting scouted for a, a club baseball team, a seven-year-old club right. baseball team. Right. A seven-year-old club baseball <laughs> Let team. Let that sink in right? for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and there's different clubs, right? And so the, the intensity is not always the same as far as clubs go. Right. For sure. Right. Um, okay. But this particular club made it very clear on the front end that this would be a, a pretty substantial time commitment. They would have 40 games in the spring, 40 games in the fall, uh, and then they would have the month of July off mm-hmm. for optional practices, which in reality, we all know an optional practice is not it, really it an doesn't optional exist. Yeah. practice, right? <laughs> right? Like, you know, you've got to be there. Right. And the coach also said, he was very upfront and said, um, you know, <clears throat> you're really going to have about uh, one weekend a month off for your family. Yeah. Seven or eight years old. Right. You're going to have one weekend a month off. And that's just time. Like, that's just the time component. Right. I, you know, I didn't ask them how much this was. I didn't ask them, you know, any of the details, you know. But going back to your point, like, you know, how do you know when's enough? Um, you know, I, I would hope that, you know, our podcast is winning with the family, mm-hmm. right? Like, we we think that the family unit is one of the most important units, you know, at in the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from your relationship with with God and your faith, right? Like your family matters, yeah. um, because it, you know, it's the foundation of who you are to right. some extent, right? And so, you know, how do you know when uh, when is too much? Um, I, I would say that's too much for a seven and a seven or eight year old, you know, to 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 play eighty games a year. Mm-hmm. In just one sport, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's at the sacrifice of of your family. Like you're you're essentially saying, you know, that this is what we're gonna do for this year. Like yeah. baseball will be our focus. Right. You know, and props to that family. If you're listening, you know, he chose not to do that, and I was like, whoo, I'm, <laughs> I'm relieved, right? Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. it's not you know it's not as easy as that you know in regards to seven and eight year old. Very competitive club, basically. Sure, sure. I, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and I played sports and then I became a parent. And now the question is, what am I going to do with these kids that I'm having? Um, you know, I the natural tendency is for me to put them in things that I'm comfortable with yeah. as a parent. Um, I was not going to choose to put a child in band or choir or things that, that other children excel at. Uh, and then lo and behold, I had a, a child who was good at band. You know, my wife was in, you know, she was in band and she enjoyed that tremendously. But yeah. as a dad, I'm like, well, what about this baseball or what about this football over here? Yeah. Um, so the tendency is to go back to what we are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you know it, it kind of becomes an idol, right? Yeah. Um, I never thought in a million years that I would be the one dad in a room full of ballet moms. Yeah. Um, that was not fun for me yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in yeah. any way, but I spent a lot of time doing that. And I think, you know, we can talk about how much is too much, but it's also about the time that you do spend with your children yeah. at those things. Right. So like 
you know, I, I try to, I guess, probably justify it to myself somewhat. But um, if we do have a tournament that is, you know, out of town or whatever, um, you know, we've mentioned before that, hey, let's not talk baseball, right? You, you played a great game or you didn't play a great game, whatever the case is. But let's let's talk about life. Let's talk about your schoolwork. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Um, because I don't want my kids to turn 20 years old and say the only thing that I had to talk to my dad about was sports. Yeah. Um, I need to know that my dad cares about me. I need to know that my dad can converse with me on yeah. subjects that don't have anything to do with something related to a ball. Yeah. Right. And and so when when my kids started showing aptitudes for other things, it becomes incumbent upon me as a father to mm. say, hey, yeah, go do that. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, with my own relationship with my dad, um, I can tell you the most important thing to him was the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, my dad passed away last year. Mm. Um, but, you know, up until last year when he called, he only called to talk about the Tar Heels mm. and how they did in their basketball game. Um, or, you know, because he saw, you know, there was a tornado somewhere in Texas. Right, right. And he wanted to make sure that, <laughs> El Paso. that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that, as sad as it seems, my, my relationship with my dad revolved around sports. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that That's what he yeah. felt was the most important, and that's what he communicated. Now, was that is that what was in his heart? Is that all that was in his heart for me? Absolutely not. Right. I mean, I know that now yeah. as an adult, but that's all that he had the words, mm -hmm. you know, to bring up and to talk mm -hmm. about. So I think that it, it takes a level of maturity for dads to step out and to talk about things that are not sports related, yeah. but yeah. yet, you know, there's more things in life that matter than sports, right? right? right. I mean, let's hope so. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said for that. Like if, if that was the bridge that had to be built between you and your dad was over North Carolina. There's a movie, an old movie, uh, City Slickers. Yeah. And there's a there's a part in that where he talks about even when we didn't have anything else to talk about, we always had baseball. We could always talk yeah. baseball. And so if that is your outlet, if that is something that you can have that bridge built on with your parent, that's great. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm just suggesting that there's so much more, like you just mm -hmm. said, you can tap into so much more with your kids and, and be – uh, you know, open about things that have nothing to do with sports. Um, but and your kid wants that. Absolutely. Like your, your kid yeah. may not have the words to express, hey, I want you to bring this up and to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it may be tooth and nails when you ask for them to respond. Right. Um, but they they want to see that you see them in, in other areas. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because if my kids have gotten into places where they probably needed to come to me with things. Yeah. Um, and generally they do a good job of that. But if the only thing that they know to come talk to me about is how the Rangers are doing, mm -hmm. then when those life things happen, they're probably not coming to talk to me about, yeah. Hey, how shall I handle this? Yeah. Right They're They only recognize me as the expert on, you know, how the Rangers are doing right. that at that particular time. And, and they're not going to come to me with, with their issues. Right. As opposed to if I'm if I'm not sacrificing everything to make them the next big thing in baseball, uh, but more importantly, being impactful in their life, then they're more likely to come to me and talk to me about what's going on. Yeah. And that's what I want. Right. That's where sure. it's at. So, For sure. Yeah. That's where those real life conversations happen. Right. You know, the Absolutely. conversations that matter. Yeah. For sure. Right. You know, and obviously winning it with the home team. You know, 
faith is a foundation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we believe that God created man and woman, and He created the family unit, you know, to thrive, right. and, and for for parents to give leadership to their kids. And so, um, you know, how how has your faith, uh, how has your faith, you know, kind of guided you in regards to how you lead your family? So I always go back to it. I yeah. mean, it, it's the cornerstone. And if I didn't have that, then yeah, I guess I probably would be out there every Sunday playing with my kids, you know, letting them play in games and in yeah. competitions and things like that, because, you know, we're together as a family, yeah. right? Like we go and do that. And uh, we talk about baseball 24 seven and that's yeah. great. But my faith brings me back to uh, always asking myself, what am I holding true as a priority. Yeah. And it's just something that I can always bounce that off of and say, okay, this is not, this is not right. Yeah. This is not where it's at. <clears throat> and by the way, I fail at that routinely, Yeah, you know, sure. and it's important that everybody understands that, yeah. that, um, you're not always going to get it right. But hopefully if you take the time to consider, um, you know, what should I be doing different? Um, we correct it, you know, we kind of self-correct there. Yeah. Uh, for me, faith-wise, I, I go in prayer, uh, I read scripture, and I bounce it back off yeah. of what the Word says about what am I doing. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, you know, we're, we're going to chase something. Yeah. We're going to chase yeah. after something. Yeah. Uh, there's a theologian that that talks about, you know, our 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 hearts are, are idol makers. Mm. We're going to chase after something, and we're going to go after that something with, with all that we've got. I think that that's really and truly how how we're made. Right. And we're only deeply satisfied uh, when we are chasing after our relationship with God. Yeah. Because He's the one that made us. Like right. He's He's our Creator, right? right? Like He's 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 the boss. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. knows me better than I know myself. Right. And He knows the next idol that I'm going to put in front. Yeah. Of Him before I even know. Right. right? Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's so important that when you think about the family unit and how much you want your family to win, faith is such a, a huge component because it is that you know it is that 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 path that you can choose to walk on, um, or you know you you can choose other things. Yeah. And man, there's just a ton of tension in that, right? right like right. it is black and white. Follow you know follow God, follow <laughs> right. God, right? Yeah. It is that. Yeah. It is yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and following His ways. Um, but there there is a heart check in, it, in a lot of that. Yeah. And what we do is we try to rationalize it. You know, it's black and white. God says this. However. Is God really going to care if Sunday I skip church? I mean, we're together as a family. We're going to a game. Like, yeah. you know, we start trying to rationalize it away, and it's a slow fade. And before you know it, you've missed three months worth of church, uh, and the friends that your your kids yeah. developed at church are no longer really talking to them anymore because they they're not there. And it it's just a slow fade. And and like anything else, I think the key is is you know moderation to some extent. You know, um, because I think there are times when, you know, you can you can spend time with your family, you can spend time with your kids, um, you can do things that maybe you have rationalized away, but but you can't just go all in into baseball or and I'm using baseball as an example, but if you go in all in with your kid into baseball and then they get to high school and don't make the high school team, now what? Mm-hmm. Now where do you go? Yeah. What what group is your your kid going to fall where has into? It, where has your identity been in? Yeah. Has that has it been in that? Right. 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 And, and if it has, that's a huge hit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And thankfully, those are lessons that are good lessons, you know, that you can pick up, yeah. you know, a, a teenager who has just not made, you know, the basketball team and, and you can dust him off, which is a good thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if, you know, if 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 a kid is not good in something, it's better to know that early on. Yeah. So they can move on. Absolutely. To what, you know, they're they're better at or something that they, you know, better enjoy. Some There's the, multiple experiences, the, you know. With yeah. The, those conversations that I've had with coaches about my children that have, you know, they have said, hey, look, you know, the next level, probably your child needs to be over here, not at the next level. He's he's probably not ready for that. Um, in the moment, that's like a dagger to the heart because you're like, what, my kid's not good enough? You're telling me that my kid's not good enough? <laughs> right. You're telling me yeah. my kid's not good enough? Yeah. I'm sorry, excuse me? Exactly. Yeah. And but but in reality, if you separate yourself with time and distance and you look back and you go, man, that was such good advice. Yeah. Because my kid was not going to be the next Pele, mm-hmm. right? But <laughs> but he is really good at this over here. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't have discovered that if we had kept trying to, you know, make that square peg fit in that round yeah. hole. Um and and I've seen it time and time again, not just with my kids. So I think it's important for us to just be honest with ourselves sometimes, yeah. you know, because a lot of times our child, they just want to find something that, that they're happy doing that or gives if, them joy. If you're my four and a half year old, uh-huh. if this is, I mean, this is a knife in the heart type thing. She only wants mom to be happy right. and proud of her. Yeah. She, I point. mean, and at four and a half, she's vocalized that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but you know, she's, she's looked at me and says, mom, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, yeah. You know what? My happiness has nothing to do with your performance. Right. I love you so much. Yeah. 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 It's not tied to that at all. And so I think that that's just another thing for parents to watch out for is, is like, is your kid, you know, playing sports because they love it or because, you know, they want you to be proud of them? Right. And is that the only way? Right. Surely not. Yeah. 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 And and I'll reemphasize what you started saying, which is you're talking well, you're listening to two people who are huge sports advocates because yep. of what it is that sports teaches you. Um, and we have the benefit of seeing these young athletes come in here. Um, and it, it's great. It's great to watch them. It's great to watch them grow up. Some of these kids come in and they play at high school level. Some of them may go on to play in college. Very few, um, though. But very, very few, few. Very few. I can very vividly remember in peewee football my coach telling us, one percent of you, maybe one of you on this team will play in college. But my kid's going to be it. Yeah. Everybody believes that. Right. <laughs> everybody thinks that. So I, I am. And there's hope. I mean, yeah. Good job. Way yeah, to hope. Yeah. Like, yes. Way yes. to push your kids. All those things are good things. Yes. But at what point are you sacrificing, you know, your family time, you know, and the success of your family for sports? Right. And, and you can continue to run on that hamster wheel that society has put out mm-hmm. that says you have to pay $2,500 for this season. Mm-hmm. You have to go to a tournament every weekend. And it's it's been constructed in such a way that that is reality now. Or you can choose to step off that hamster wheel and yeah. say, not my family. Yeah. Not my family. Can I mention one other thing? Yeah. Um, You know, this also can be, I won't call it an excuse, but it's a, it's a reason. And, mm-hmm. and there's some truth in, in this reason, you know, when, uh, when a kid says, well, God, like God has gifted me with these abilities. Yeah. Like I want, mm-hmm. I want to go far oh, and, yeah. and I want to use my abilities, you know, for, for his good, for his kingdom, for his glory. Yeah. Um, what do you say to that? I don't know. Dude, so <laughs> that's a good that's a good question. Yeah. So yeah, so I've I've heard that multiple times. And listen, I have even 
Um, I've even told teenagers that and told young people that like God has given you this ability, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. don't, don't waste it. I've said that. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, like God has gifted me, you know, the ability to, you know, play basketball in high school or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I do believe that God puts us in situations, uh, you know, whether it be on a basketball team, like I was, or on a baseball field, and you have that opportunity to impact your teammates or to, if you're a parent to impact other families for God's glory. Right. And to that, I say yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, do it. Open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth mm-hmm. and, and talk about that openly. Um, but, but I also think that, you know, back to what you were saying at the very beginning, I think also our actions speak louder than our words as far as our commitments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, for instance, you know, um, oh, you've, you've, you know, missed church for the last eight Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And eight is exaggeration, yeah. um, you know, yeah. but... I do think that sports can be an avenue where God is glorified. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it has to be something that is constantly on your mind. Okay. So as you're talking and I'm listening to what you're saying, it suddenly occurs to me that this is how I would answer your question. Um, <laughs> as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, are you doing it for that purpose? Like if you say God has given me these abilities and these talents and I want to use them to glorify him, but yet you don't speak a word of God to any of your teammates or to anybody that, you you know, are, are you truly doing it for that or are you doing it because it has become your idol and you are, you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah. Right. And so the way I relate that is, you know, God gave me an ability to be a, a very good um, investigator. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I spent a lot of time trying to be the, the best detective that I could be. And there's training that I went to that I didn't necessarily have to go to, but I wanted to be really good at it. Yeah. And I convinced myself, uh, you know, I was given these talents. And so I have to use them for the Lord. I didn't really talk about Jesus too much when I was investigating cases. You know, I mean, there there were times that, that I tried to, um, but for the most part, I what it did is it took me away from home in a lot of times it didn't have to. I could have said, you know, hey, I don't need to necessarily do this or do right. that. Um, but it became an idol for me to be as good as I could be. And it it very quickly transitioned from, hey, God gave me these abilities to, hey, God gave me these abilities. Yeah. And yeah. it's about me. Yeah. And now I'm, you know. And I'll think him when the reporter comes up to me and says, yeah. hey, congratulations <laughs> right. on your win. Yeah. You know, what do you attribute that to? Right. You know, yeah. oh, glory to God. Absolutely. Right? Glory to yeah. God. Every time. Yeah. But but it's more, it has to be more than that. Yeah. What are your actions? Say? Yeah. 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 So I, I, I absolutely, I think that. But the reality is, you, God gives you certain talents that may not be in sports, that may be in something completely different. But if, unless you are actively going and, and searching out what it is God has willed for you, uh, you won't know that answer. Yeah. You can just say, well, I'm really good at basketball. So right. he must have given me these talents. And the, yeah. But, is it about you or is it about what God's telling yeah. you to do? So yeah. yeah. Tough. Tough. This yeah, yeah, this 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 is tough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of ouch points. And you know, as we end it, you know, I just want to reiterate that we are we don't have all the answers. No. Uh, no. you know, I'm just beginning uh the you know, the parenting journey in this and, and you're continuing. So mm-hmm. wow, when it was sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Um, thanks for thanks for listening in on the Win It with the Home Team podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week.